a better word, is good. The time came when the ticker tape in the broker's office told a new story. It was panic. Sixteen and a half million shares of stock sold in a single day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Dirty to Me, the number one podcast for beginner investors. I'm of course a little better the podcast mogul, and with me, as always, are there's two smart people I know, Mr. Tony Smenensky, your name, Doc Bros podcast, and Lloyd J. Ross, the millionaire money mentor himself, who hosts the Money Goes On Trees podcast. Guys, how are you doing today? Doing good. Market's up. Come on. Good. Lloyd's happy. He's yeah. A oh, big time today, huh? Yeah. yeah. Every store runs out of Ryan. Check that. Yeah. Good. Huh? That's how it is. Up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah. Gotta, yep. As uh, we've said, don't always look at your dailies, look at your weeklies, uh, or even uh, your monthly uh, portfolio, because uh, the daily, daily will make you depressed sometimes, as it has in the past week and a half. Uh, but we got some big news coming on because uh, it was announced a bit earlier. And Tony was a little late uh, announcing it in the group. Tony, I'm, I'm yeah. so sorry for getting you. No, actually, actually, to be fair to that person, it was a misunderstanding. Oh, they okay. Thought it, they thought it was Alpha, or they, they saw the article from Alphabet from oh, yeah. a couple months ago. Yeah. And in the headline he posted, it did say something about Amazon. So, like, the headline of the article was... Is like, is Amazon next? So it was a little like misleading if you didn't actually read the article. So yeah, clickbait. A lot of people don't realize Google is Alphabet. So I think that's yeah. the other thing. Yeah, that's true. They yeah. they changed their name like what two two years ago or two or three years ago? Yes, uh, like Facebook know. did uh, recently change it to Meta so that they can have more power stuff. But yeah. Amazon stock split going down. Then we got Facebook. We got in, uh, inflation. We got the gas prices hitting record high. We got a lot to talk about in this episode. So, uh, where do you guys want to start first? Al- Alpha, uh, Amazon, Facebook. Well, I do think at one point we have to touch on the big crypto news today as well. Oh, I completely uh, President Biden just signed an executive order. Oh, we can go through that. We can go through that later. What was the executive order? Uh, so they're going to do a study on regulations for crypto, and it said they're going to focus on six key areas, consumer protection, uh, financial stability, illicit activity, U.S. competitiveness, and financial inclusions. So, um, so it's uh, going to be... It could be a good thing, actually, for crypto, because right now it is kind of the wild, wild west, and there are a lot of brokerages that get hacked and sometimes people don't get their money back. So yeah. uh, some regulation isn't, isn't a bad thing. I don't think so. It may, Protect. but I do, I do think this might be leading cause they did mention it. It might be leading to a, um, a fed coin at some point. It's only a matter of yeah. time. I don't know. It's just so interesting because the, I, I just don't need it. <laughs> not needed. Now we don't need it, but I think they're planning for the future because crypto will be in like 50 years the way that people pay. Because you have to yeah. remember, we're moving into a more digital age. No, I understand. So I, so, I just think it just moves even closer towards 1982 social credit, social credit score system. Yeah. 
everything look the government i was talking with a friend of mine and he was reading he's smart and reads a lot of books and a lot of science fiction and like what some of the books talk about how the world then gets broken up into eight companies controlling the world there's no more governments it's just eight companies and people just work for those companies and with what starling just did in uh the ukraine for uh, uh sharing uh internet there it just shows that we're moving towards something more like that than anything else yeah, yeah. you have a guy, one guy controlling the internet like it's 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 coming that uh, governments are going to fall and we're going to have a new type of governance if you will um and well yeah. i i think this cryptocurrency thing that is going on right now where they're kind of focusing heavy on this more than ever before is because they're so worried about what's Russia circumventing these sanctions. Sanctions, yeah. With, yeah. So they're thinking that they're going to use Bitcoin to get around it. So they're trying to like do studies. And I don't know if anything will actually come of this because we know how much government um, panels are created and gov- gov- government committees are created. And, and Don't forget they have to create subcommittees for the committees yeah, and then sub subcommittees. Yeah, they'll need a committee to investigate the committee to investigate that committee. And then it's they, going to go they, on. They, and should on. Just, they should just be in place to um, uphold the constitution in terms of the legislature and also manage the revenue and incomes and outgoings of the country. That's it. They shouldn't flip and meddle. Uh, the they're calling. So they're saying is they want to create or they're focusing on protecting consumers. It's an important part of this executive well, order. To, to, they to always that want point, to protect us. To that point, uh, it's because there's been a lot of influencers uh, in the U.S. who have yeah. done pump and dump schemes. Well, not just Matt Damon, but I'm talking like Logan Paul, Jake Paul. Yeah. They 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 made like uh, I know Jake Paul is in currently being sued for his uh, connection with a Safe Moon scam or something like that with his secret wallets and all that. So, that. yeah, just saw that. The on, thing uh, is, film. though, the thing is, though, the government can find out. Like, if the if they work with the brokerage, the brokerage could give them access to any yeah. of this information. I mean, they, when you sign up for a brokerage account through crypto, you have to give your social security number, just mm-hmm. like you do with a regular brokerage account. Like when I signed up for Coinbase or Public or any of these other accounts, I had to give my social security number so they can trace it back to whose account it is. Yeah, it's 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 which is already yeah. happening actually with Coinbase. Yeah. yeah, I just don't know if it really solves a big world problem. <laughs> I think they're trying to stem a problem from a, being created from the crypto. I think that's what they're yeah. trying to do. They're trying yeah. to forecast what problems are going to happen before it happens. And then when we get to that point, we're going to be like, well, these are limiting. We need to remove I kinda, these. I kind of get the point of having a stable coin, like a USD coin that is actually pegged to the actual amount of cash in circulation. Uh, but so like the these USD coins through like Tether and these other companies, in theory, they're supposed to have a bank account and they do get um, audited. They're supposed to have if you, if you have a thousand USD coins in circulation, you have to have a thousand, you know, solid dollars in a savings account or somewhere yeah. in a safe. So in theory, it should be a good way to prevent like crazy amounts of inflation and it it follows the dollar so it doesn't have it doesn't move as much they, as crypto but, but they can't they can't do that because the dollar is to uh we're adding money to it constantly well like yeah uh, the reason for that though is because we we can't pay our debts back 
so like well yeah. not our i'm saying the usa but, <laughs> yeah but keep us out here we're international like, lloyd we don't <laughs> like so uh, this is really good um if, if you've only seen ray dalio talk about it in his new book but it's not something new the dutch printed money to pay f- instead of paying their debts they just printed money because that was a reserve currency i forget what the name of the currency was called they got the forget what it's called but they printed their way there and then what happened was they uh in the 1600s with the tulip bubble same thing it was extreme like um comfort so like there was you know everyone was comfortable there was a lot of money no one worked anymore so this happens with empires and then the british come along and they could build boats for cheaper and they could build a navy for cheaper and that yeah that they they had cheaper labor and then they actually built more boats and they beat the dutch navy and they become the superpower and then the pound was the reserve currency and then they did the same thing they became really successful comfortable then they printed money every time they needed to pay debt they would print money that's how they any reserve currency can print money mm-hmm. but then what happens is it, it starts to go through what we're experiencing now which is this massive heady 1920s experience where it's just so much money in around right and so what happens they, is yeah it, it, they it, print like, money and give out treasure yeah bonds. The U.S. then overtook the British Empire. They became the superpower, the reserve currency, USD. And it might be that the RMB becomes a reserve currency and China becomes a superpower and the empire of the United States falls away. you got to watch Ray Dalio's. How, you, how dare a, you? There's a YouTube. <laughs> there's a YouTube talk. Yeah, empires. I don't know how it works, but it's it's historically, that's the way it is. It's You look at the way the United States is managing things, and this is dreadful. Um and so there comes a time where there's new power because look it's cheaper to do things in china they work harder they work longer they don't they don't have labor laws like the u.s and most of the civilized world the have U- the usa used to have no labor laws either when it was coming up as a superpower it was different it was hungry it was you know like it's not like it's that anymore. well well china is uh such a closed <laughs> off country though like i mean not for exports and imports and stuff like that but they're very close-minded and they they hide a lot of shit from their people but we're starting to trend in that direction too here with censoring everything but um but the thing is like you can't just sanction that's why if china decides they want to take over taiwan they could do it tomorrow and we'll do nothing because we can't sanction china like we are with russia because uh, I could walk well, around can, my house and 75% of everything here is made by China. So. Well, you can sanction, no, no, you can sanction China because their trade is in USD. And what's, yeah. China, what can't, what's happening with China, the reason they hurt us more than the Russia. reason why China isn't invading Taiwan is because the USD is a reserve currency. And what's happening with China, and there's this interesting plan that I think there's, it, it has a chance of being real is that there the reason why the COVID virus was released and the reason why Russia is attacking Ukraine is they reckon is to <laughs> hyperinflate the US dollar out of existence because the only way China can invade Taiwan is if the RMB is the reserve world currency because then they can't get sanctioned against they can't do anything and what China is currently doing you go read up on it they're actually trading in gold now instead of USD because they're trying to get away from trading in USD but the USD is so ingrained in the society as a reserve currency, it's very challenging for them to do. But that's what's stopping them becoming the superpower. The superpower takes a reserve currency. 
Yeah, but the biggest yeah. problem they have is oil is traded in USD, which is such a huge advantage. Well, um, then, yeah, but see, oil from Russia might be traded energy, in gold. When you control energy, you control so much. You know, you control economy. Well, yeah, you control everything. John D. Yeah. Rockefeller kind of proved that, and that now Elon's kind of doing the same thing. But um, is it China's big... also banning cryptocurrencies because they don't want any competition? Yeah, because their their plan is to become the the next. Like I I saw something on uh, Joe Rogan as as much as I somewhat don't enjoy him but he had a a former intelligent agent on the show talking about uh china's plan for 2045 how they're planning to like yeah. become the next superpower they by do this. i know what lloyd's saying they do have a long a long plan yeah yeah it, they're, they're, they've it, been around a bit longer than the u.s and north america yeah oh yeah, so. yeah, it's right. not just yeah. That, though. i think they're taking principles that have worked from both sides and effectively created something that's never been done in history before no civilization has created that much wealth in that time frame ever no ever not even the united states so i think the united states and china ought to get along i think that makes a lot of sense um but you watch this ray dalio empires it's called um what it's called his new book but he does this video on it i'll share it in the in the in the, in the chat in, yeah i'll share it in here i'll try and find it share it in the chat it does suck that we have to be like oh we have to watch out for the chinese we have to rush out for the russian we have, it's like we can't just all get along man we well nah. along. There, there's, there's too much reasons. conflict yeah well there's too much ancient conflict in europe like europe is just so much older and so much history of, of battles and wars. But there's also various cultures coming together. Like yeah. it's a very mixed culture place, and you you different values and it's yeah. There's so many countries in the, in one continent. Yeah. We don't have yeah. that problem. No, yeah. it's good. But um, it, it's uh, I mean, we're bordered by Mexico and Canada. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah the not, quiet, puck-loving Canadians up north who, if you fuck with our hockey, then we get mad. But or Tim Hortons. Apart from that, don't Tim you, Hortons. Don't mind. We're quiet. And by the way, Tim Hortons, like when I was living in Canada, is the worst coffee in the world. So you, you watch to, your mouth, sir. You, That's a Canadian come to, institution. If, if you come to Australia, all the Yanks, all the Canucks are coming, all the Yanks are like, oh my god, your coffee's amazing. I'm like, yeah, that Tim Hortons. <sighs> Hey, look, bro. Have it's you tried? Because a Brazilian Donuts? company took over Tim Hortons and they changed out. <laughs> McDonald's now has better coffee because they used to have they had they used oh. to have the Tim Hortons people. Okay. I still haven't I still haven't sent you the bread. It's on my to do. I've been delayed, but the bread here. I'm going to send you bread. Yes, I I want the bread. <laughs> I talked Tony, about that. Tony, send me your address. I'll send you some Australian bread. Maria is agreeing. You know, the coffee's the same as the bread. Anyway, I'm going off topic here. All right, uh, Ray Dalio. But yeah, guys, let us know what you think about if the U.S. creates a cryptocurrency or is China going to become the reserve? Let us know in the uh, chat so that we can uh, comment on it or any questions you have about that. We'll try and get that to you. And let us know where you're coming from if you're watching live or you're doing the replay. Um, and Lloydy has just shared it with me. So I'll put this in the chat uh, for you guys to be able to watch it. And that, so it's in the chat. If you're watching the replay, it's going to pop up. Uh, but yeah, that's the Ray Dalio uh, Lloyd was taught video Lloyd was talking about. I come onto the show and I'm like, US is going down. <laughs> yeah. you're I'm like, like I'm getting war. <laughs> start a war in this place. Well, uh, I think, I think what you were touching on is, and it makes a lot of sense, is crypto doesn't really do anything. There's no like use for it, really. It doesn't really solve anything. But I think it, the hope of crypto is 
the fear of what you're saying is the U.S. currency could become worthless, and the or the idea is crypto is decentralized and it's not tied to any one country. So in theory, it wouldn't collapse like a currency could in one country. In yeah, theory, that, yeah, and that means we can't we can't create more debt and we can't print money, which means we can't expand at the GDP of four percent every year. We actually have to go through. <laughs> long recessions fuck you no we will print more money <laughs> and we will never have a recession ever it's so funny it's like no we never pay back debt it's the weirdest thing it's like uh anyway if we have a bad if we have a bad year people are like oh the economy's fucked We're i fucked. know i know because they don't they, it's like we haven't had a bad year in like 12 years so yeah, yeah. even then really since the 30s Look at us getting a whole bunch of people from over the U.S. I mean, people lost like 40, 50% of their 401ks and shit, but. Yeah. Yeah, 08 was bad. Anyway. it was really bad. Let's not have a repeat of 08. Um, so, let's go to Amazon. Uh, Amazon announced today that, or this week, that they're doing a 20 to 1 stock split. How can that help us? How can that, how should we be fearful? Should we be happy about that? What's going on, you guys? It's irrelevant. It's irrelevant. Okay. It's irrelevant. It's a relevant conversation because it just creates a little bit more liquidity and that's it. Yeah. It makes it easier for people, for brokerages that don't offer fractional shares for those investors yeah. to buy, which we talked about in the past. It's surprisingly, there's a lot of brokerages that don't offer fractional shares. So, you know, a new investor coming in might, isn't going to buy Amazon for $2,500, but they might buy it for $200. So, yeah. I think psychologically there's a, there's a there's a bias that happens when there's a some, bump yeah yeah there's yeah. a bump because it's the it's this inexperienced retail investors going oh now I've got more stocks I I own more is this yeah so. I think it's good for the S and P that Amazon yeah. and Google are splitting because that's just going to cool. drive up the S and P index a little bit. Well, there'll be more investors and more activity maybe around those two companies, but I love that Berkshire Hathaway has never had a stock split. No, they just well. They have they have their B shares though. Yeah, but that's not a stock split. Yeah, yeah. I love. But that's their affordable shares. Yeah, they're they're peasant shares as it is, and it's already an expensive for for us. I really want to A is Lloyd's shares. So yeah, me and Tony are getting B. Lloyd will have the A. I would love an A class here and just like frame it, get the actual stock certificate and put on a frame and be cool. You, well, when you sell Baba in five years, if it doesn't go out of business and you get that 10-bagger, right. it's not looking good for Baba. Now they're offering people to – did you see they're offering buyouts at 113 a share? Uh, I saw that the Ant IPO is now not happening. So it owns $38 billion yeah. value of, of Ant, and it's not going to – so I think they'll spin that off or they'll sell that. They've got a lot of businesses they can sell. Um, yeah, if it gets low enough, they might privatize it. Don't know. But it's a really fucking cheap company. <laughs> Lloyd, Lloyd's like, buy it. Bring up the stock. Come on. <laughs> I just think, yeah, if you look at the um, if you look at the competitive environment of its competitors in China versus the competitors that those big tech companies have in, in the United States it's miles ahead in his, in his leadership and it's cheap. It's cheap. I feel like that this is exactly why China's never going to have the world reserve currency. 
because they just fuck with their businesses. They fuck with everything. They don't like they they literally and in America our businesses fuck with our government. It's like the opposite. Well, I think the government fucks with businesses. If you look at Facebook's history, uh, yeah, but Microsoft, Facebook and these companies get these people elected too by lobbyists yeah, Microsoft, and Microsoft, well, fucking John D. Rockefeller, Standard Oil, great American capitalist, probably the greatest ever, mm-hmm. got fucked by the government. Completely fucked. They split his company up into Mobile, Chevron, fucking. He, he, he got any monopolistic. So it's happened in US history. They're doing the same thing in China because it's not good for them. Not to this extent with Baba. They're literally worse, making him put way out. Way worse. They did it way worse. Put than out that. hostage videos. You don't see Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> nah. putting out a hostage video by a tree. Like, I am okay. Everything <laughs> is fine. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he, gets just, he gets dragged to Congress. I was I on vacation. I think it's conjecture, but I also think that there there needs to be a villain, villain in a story. And I think, um, yeah, propaganda from both sides, but I just feel like it's too, yeah, that business is too ingrained in the actual economy to, it is, it's just too ingrained. People, yeah, it's like, isn't it's in every part of their, every sector. I know that's what's crazy that they're just fucking with it so much. I don't know if they're doing it on purpose to kill it. I think they're just doing it because it was too monopolistic. It was too but, powerful yeah. and they were scared we'll that it was going to be overthrow the government. Because if with Jack Ma having all that power, it, he could be like, he could start doing like propaganda against the government. And then you have what's going on. If like, he yeah. just kept his mouth shut, Alibaba would be at like 300 a share right now. But that wouldn't help me. That wouldn't help any. Like if, if, if Jack Ma had kept his mouth shut, I wouldn't own Alibaba. Do you think do you think they're gonna replace Jack Ma and then they'll just they'll, re, no, they'll refund Jack it? Ma le- Jack Ma left as the CEO in 2018. But, but he still has all, but how much ownership does he have of it? Yeah, he has ownership, but yeah. I don't, I don't think I, I don't think they all they gotta do is bring in a communist friendly owner and then that thing's gonna skyrocket again. There'll be some things that will change around, but and when it does, it'll roll back up to three hundred dollars a share. I look at JD, right? It's its main competitor. It is a thirty-eight percent market leader, right? Alibaba is the biggest at fifty-five percent, I think. JD is thirty-five percent. JD has got a, a a multiple that's arguably similar to like fucking Costco, like JD and all these other ten cent. Fine, ain't no talking about VIE struggle. It's just Alibaba. I don't know why. Yeah, it is crazy. So is really crazy. I don't think I think it's going to be fine. But you know, you really pay a you pay a higher price for a cheery consensus. And I'll give you an example of that. A few months ago, fucking every brokerage, all the billionaire investors were back in Facebook. Facebook this, Facebook that's going to do this, going to crush earnings. Bosh falls by fifty percent in a matter of weeks. Worse than Bubba. <laughs> fucking way worse. And you and people are like now, oh shit! Now I'm second guessing it, which means they didn't really understand the company to start with. But now it's where you want to buy. You, you you pay a hefty price for a real confident, happy, rainbows, smiles business. You do. Everyone was paying three hundred and fifty dollars a share for Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. They were paying out their ass, and they killed them. So when you're trying to invest, you want to go when the company's on the operating table. And that's when Warren bought American Express. He bought Coca-Cola when it brought out New Coke and fucked itself. He bought it then. <laughs> he, he bought the Washington Post when it was just drowning. He bought um, 
Geico. Yeah, he Bank of America when it was on its knees, thinking, fuck, we don't have money. We're, din- we're, we're finished. It's when he bought it, right? convertible notes. Yeah, he just buys them when they're like great businesses. He knows I'm going to die. So if you go and buy Facebook now, you're probably going to get the whole metaverse business for free because it's currently valued at a, at a valuation that dictates that it's currently a cheap just based on its advertising business. So whether the metaverse plays out or not is fucking irrelevant. It actually means nothing. Mark's just probably tinkering around. It's probably more of a distraction than anything. The business is so cheap. It's a 13, 12 times multiple on a business growing its revenue. Like yeah. it's, it's a machine. It's free cash flow growth is insane. It's actually one of the top five, six best businesses in the world. Uh, that's when you we buy. are in a we are in a bear market. Everything is just fucking crazy right now. So it's there's so much there's so much chaos going on, and I think that has if if we hit a bull run again, I think Facebook's gonna pop. I really do. I think it'll be back up pretty quick. You, I don't know if like, it'll go back to where it was, but it'll it'll go up. I think a it's a double. I think it's a double. I think it will double from here to four hundred dollars a share over the next two years, two three years. And that's a great like 20, 30% compounded rate of return. It's going to beat the index by double at least. So that's how you invest. You've got to take these swings. I don't think people understand this. If you if you don't swing like this at these opportunities, you'll never be rich. And then people are like, oh, what if I lose my money? I'm like, it's fucking, if you only got a bit of money, it's almost like having none. What's the point? You want to, oh, oh. Swing, swing at this. This is a fucking great company. It's not going to go broke. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to be fine. And you, you, know, you can sell it after it doubles if you want. It doesn't mean it's going to like kill it for the next 30 years. I don't know. But it's certainly very less risky now than what it was at $350 a share. <laughs> it's less risky. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was kind of crazy at $350 a share. But yeah. I mean, now it's just. I mean, I thought it was a. I was, I was buying it at $200 a share <laughs> when it was dropping like a rock. But. still it's an amazing buy at 190 where it sits now but um this is how you have to do it and then you can't expect to go up too quickly it'll take time and like with the likes of alibaba it's much the same because that business gets to a point where it drops so much in price the free cash flow repurchases every single share in a three-year period it's ridiculous like really you want to see your share rocket you watch it take its free cash flow and buy all of its own shares back there's this really interesting book called The Insiders. Warren Buffett's read it, that's where I heard from it years ago, I read it. And there's this company called Teledyne. And it was run by the CEO, famous US CEO, really clever guy, great capital manager. Anyway, Teledyne's pumping all this free cash flow. And this stock is fucking falling like a, like a stone, like full on, brutally falling. And it gets down to like six bucks a share. This dude takes all the free cash flow, buys all the shares, even goes and gets debt at a cheap price and buys all the equity. You go and look at Teledyne. It's a really famous story. And you look at the share price growth after that. It fucking like 30, 40 Xs or 100. Just fuck. So when you buy all the equity back with your free cash flow at a cheap price, you're actually making one of the best investments ever because you know the company inside and out. That's why share repurchases are really important. And it wouldn't surprise me if Facebook comes and just goes, you know what, fuck it then. We'll just go and buy all our shares back because they're cheap. Warren Buffett just did it with Berkshire Hathaway. He spent $50 billion on share buybacks in the last two years. And Berkshire Hathaway recently went from 270 to 330 like that. Yeah. Here's my question, Lloyd. Here's my question. Do you think they would buy back all the shares and return to being a private company? 
Well, they're still public, but they, they're still public. Well, they no, because like Virgin did the same thing. Richard Branson bought all the shares back because he was annoyed with dealing with a board of directors for Virgin. Do you think, yeah, do you think yeah. Facebook will privatize again? No, 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 no. I would say I'm saying that it'll continue to buy heavily its marketed stocks, its public stocks drastically. And when it does that, it doesn't have to buy them all back for it to spite. It just buys mm-hmm. enough back. You go, it, it's, it then becomes a stupid price. It's like it, you actually, you're getting a ton of cash because every investment basically is this. How much money do I outlay now to how much cash flow do I get into the future? That's it. That's the only principle to worry about. And that's why Warren Buffett, Charlie Mung, and all the best investors, they look at free cash flow. They don't give a shit about anything else because it's really uh, it's irrelevant. It's like if I put my billions into here, when will I get my billions back in actual cash? Not not brand equity and fucking future growth, none of that. Just cash. That's how they invest. And if you do that, it's like buying a real estate pro- like a property. It gets cheap enough. It's stupid. You're like, this is the greatest deal. If I can buy a hundred grand property and get a hundred thousand in income a year, would you buy a property that was a hundred thousand dollars if you gave you a hundred grand a year in income? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's companies like they get cheap enough. That's what it's like. But property doesn't ever get that cheap. It's, you know, it's too, I, no, it just gets more and more price. expensive. Yeah, but it's much the same. It's, you do it for cash flow. Anyway, it's it, rant, rant over. It's <laughs> that's why we love having you because you have these insights that we don't have because you're at a next level of investing than most of us. Plus, yeah. you've done years of studying by reading and in, increasing yeah. your IQ and uh, your not financial IQ. And that's why I, I love think... your show, Money yeah. Goes on Trees. It's a master class. L- ladies and gentlemen, it's a master class. I am so happy that Lloyd actually pays me to listen to his show so I can put it out for everybody else. I get a master class every month before everybody else, like two hours worth of Lloyd. You can do Facebook Lives on what you learn before it comes out. And- yeah, I get to learn. I implement it and I'm good to go. And hey, really? we have your new yeah. show coming out, which is even better, but we won't talk about that right now. Maybe we will later. But uh, what are we moving on to, guys? What do you want to talk about? Hey, People listen, really what just are... need to increase their cash flow, man, or their income. If you could do that, you can take chances on companies, you know? Yeah, I think that's how but... uh, you're right. You're right. It, yeah. The, it, it's, I, I have, I have advice from some. So I think a lot of people, they don't, most, I mean, the average savings account in America is like a couple thousand dollars in the median account, right? Some people have a lot more, Some most people don't. Most people have a lot less. So when I was starting out, uh, I don't know, I was like 27, I is when I had like, I don't know, ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 in savings. And I started out investing and buying like stocks and whatnot. And I didn't really know what I was doing. And I'm just throwing $100 into this, $100 into this, $100. No, just totally lost, buying shit, not really understanding what I'm doing. Then I realized like, okay, I'm going to switch to indexes and I'm going to build up an index portfolio. Then I built up a a five figure portfolio, all indexes. Right. So, you know, I got to $10,000 with indexes Then I start buying, then I started buying stocks, like putting a couple thousand of this, a couple thousand of that. But majority of my, my portfolio is all index funds. Right. And I think a lot of people get, they start out, they don't have a lot of money and they're trying to find like a quick hitting, like, ah, oh, if I if I buy this two cent two cent a share, you know, penny stock that I don't even know anything about, someone told me about it, 
I'm going to 20 X my money and this and that. And they're trying for that get rich quick thing. But my advice would be save $10,000 in a savings account. And then you can start investing because now you don't need any of that money that you're putting into the stock market. You, you can afford to let it sit for a long time. A lot of people, they're selling out quick. They're panicking or whatever they own because they don't have, in case something happens, they don't have the money. They have to pull it out of the stock market. So save 10000 It's not a lot of money, but if you start out with saving ten grand, you you can handle any like emergency that comes up. Uh, personally, now I have a lot more than that just because I was going to buy a house and do other things, but it, whatever, it didn't, didn't work out because of COVID and whatnot. But then, then once you have that, that base of 10,000, you can start investing and save up, invest up to 10,000 in index funds. Then when you get to that, then start, uh, you know, buying individual stocks and taking more chance. That would be my advice. I just think it's so easy to get lost and confused. Yeah. And, yeah, I think especially when you're a beginner and you don't have the knowledge, it it's not something you just instantly click with or get. Like I'm yeah. still, everyone's like forever learning. Even Charlie Munger and Warren Buffett are like, shivers, we need to get away from this grand mo- model of buying net-net asset companies and start looking at growth companies as well. And that's what yeah. Charlie, so we're all learning. We have You have to continually learn. One of the things I learned in the last two years was if I'm going to be rich, I'm not going to, I need to start backing myself because when you buy a share of a company, particularly companies like even Facebook or Apple or right, and they mark down because they're going through some shit or there's a Russian war on Weber, you've got to realize that it's companies of high quality that don't just disappear overnight. Like you're probably not just going to lose all your money. No. Even even Kodak and, and stuff that was like, it, there was signs like, it was going bad and you can sell. You don't just like fucking get liquidated. And I think once you understand that, most of the time when you're investing in individual companies, it's really safe. And I just don't think people get that. So they get so sold this diversification thing so much that it actually diversifies away all their fucking gains. And they go, and you know what? 10% of you is great. So if you want to do that, good, stick with it. You'll do well. But I want to, I want to do better than well. Yeah. Yeah. I just think you can, if you learn, and you can learn tons off YouTube, man. Like, just listen to Warren and Charlie and Manish Prabhai is amazing. You listen to him. He just has so much insight. But you have to learn how to read financial statements. You have to understand, like, some basic numbers and ratios and things. There is work to do. But I know that this happened to me. I'm like, fuck, I need to swing bigger at these great companies because they're not just going to get liquidated. And that's the thing. Like, you can take... That's what I mean. You could take chances. If you have that cushion of 10 grand, right? And then anything you save after that, like yeah. I, I have like 45,000 in cash that I could use for stocks and I'm just waiting for something. Or, yeah. You know, I was going to buy a house. I was going to buy a house with this, but I'm just waiting Facebook, for something. Man. It could be, it could be, but, but I also have like, I don't know, tens of thousands in index funds between like retirement and, uh, you know, all my other accounts, like, I don't know, 50,000 of index funds and a couple stocks. So I don't really care if one of those stocks, if I put a bunch of money in something and it takes years to, to go yeah. up, it's not going to really, I don't need to pull the money out. And I yeah. think you have to get yourself to that point in order to take those chances. Oh, yeah. 
where the money you're putting in, you don't, you don't need. And it's hard to do that. It's really hard to do that. And like, it's going to take a couple of years to do that. But when you get to that point, uh, you know, then you can afford to do things like that. Like what you're doing with Baba, you have all this well, money in Baba and it just keeps dropping, but you could put more in and it doesn't matter because you're, you're, you're okay. You're financially secure. You know, well, you can wait matters. five years. <laughs> it still hurts. It still it hurts. Still uh, but I know what you're saying. Like uh, you can have the, have the patience to wait. That's why I don't buy options. We'll and that's why I don't short your bills. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. why I don't pay. Uh, that's why I don't do options margin or sell yeah. short is because you don't have the luxury of patience then. And you don't have the luxury of time where if you buy shares, you can, you're good. You, you, especially if it's a high quality company. But here's the other thing uh, is that the re you look at when you buy a share, you've got to look at the downsides. Like, well, what's the worst case scenario here? And let's use Barbara as an example. The worst case scenario is they fucking nationalize the company, right? But there's ramifications and consequences to massive decisions like that. So here's an example. If that happens, all of the liquidity and capital in Chinese companies evaporates overnight. And that would spiral the entire country into a fucking abyss. And I think about that thinking, hang on a second. Are the Chinese people that fucking stupid that they would actually nationalize their best company and all the companies on the United States Stock Exchange would just get liquid, they would just liquefy. They would just literally go out of business. And that would actually cause a fucking massive catastrophe in China. And I just don't think they're going to play those. I just don't think that it's worth, it doesn't make any sense. Now, am I prepared to lose four or 500 grand on that stupid decision? Yeah, because I think, well, I only lost 400 grand. I learned my lesson, but they're fucked. Like, yeah. they're okay with that. They're gonna lose trillions and maybe start a war. I mean, it's bad. So I'm like, I'm I'm okay with maybe that not happening. But if I look at Facebook, it's the same thing. I go, hang on a second. Like, if Facebook went out, I know people whinge about it and carry on, but literally, if that was actually like if it died today, and that happened when the apps went out, my whole business would be fucked. Like, we couldn't do what we're doing here. Nope. Like how many businesses rely yeah. on Facebook? Like my two businesses, I would be lit, uh, gone. We would have stuff. We still have the podcast on Spotify, but yeah, we, but and else, Apple and the other yeah, platforms. So that's safe right. There. But everything else would be gone. So I'm like, well, am I prepared to bet my my money on Facebook? I already am. Tony talks about you have security and rent and income. I have that because of Facebook. So let's just. Let's think about that. Yeah, like that's why yeah. when you look at an investment, you have to be very smart in terms of like, let's look at this whole thing from a different perspective. Let's flip it on its head a bit. It's not a yeah. stock, it's a fucking business that all of my livelihood depends on and all of our livelihoods probably depend on. Are we prepared to bet some money on that? Yeah. Because if we don't, then we're betting against ourselves. Well, it always <laughs> drives me crazy when people in our group comment like Facebook's done facebook it's like you're saying that while on facebook in a yeah. facebook group that you're on all the time yeah. so like <laughs> it would hurt everybody if facebook disappeared it would hurt everybody oh, everybody would, would feel it yeah and uh, i think that yeah you and why it. can't you have both why can't you have facebook and tiktok and instagram people have all of them you don't yeah. just have one they're like why yeah. why is it one or the other that's what's funny about it well this you know will blow I mean? people this will like Facebook is still the biggest app. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. It, it's still got the most people. 3.9 million yeah, billion it, people. 
It's fucking so it doesn't something like that just doesn't like oh 3.9 billion just leave. <laughs> it has these things in 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 investing parlance called network effects. The moat is network effects. It's powerful well, because of the network, and its network is powerful because of that. It's just it's this. I think it's people looking at Facebook comparing it to TikTok and Snapchat as a social media company, and Facebook yeah, is so much more than a it social left media social media company. as a social media it's, company years ago. It's so years much ago. more than a social well, media company. Yeah, of course it is. It it's a data. It's the best data company in the world, but also it's it you know it's got the number one most downloadable app in the world, which is Instagram. It fucking shits on TikTok. I don't know what people are so flipping out about like we don't even know how much money tiktok actually makes we can't like can we look that up, we uh, look up give me what, a second let me bring that they're, up they're a private company right you can't even we don't even know what their revenue is they might not even have positive revenue we, we don't we have no idea anyway i think that um listen someone said in the chat uh facebook you know you have to want to buy it as low as possible here's the thing when you see value back the truck up and buy You'll never pick the bottom. People who pick bottoms get smelly fingers. You're never going to do it. <laughs> and if if it if it falls below 190, keep buying some more. I can't see it falling down to like 100 because it means its cash flow is so ridiculously ridiculous. You could margin it up probably and win. I just think now is the time. It's the most pessimistic. Buy so I found it. this. So ByteDance is the company that right owns TikTok. And yeah. apparently their revenue doubled from previous year to $34.3 billion, apparently. So this is from what the Wall Street Journal is saying. Uh, I can't confirm it. Uh, they're saying here, slow, people familiar with them. I don't know if this is actual because it's one a, pro- a private company and it's in China. So we don't know. Um, it's a private know. company and it's in China. <laughs> so that could be totally fake. We have no <laughs> proof of anything. You know what? I think it's great these companies like TikTok pop up because Facebook just takes it and just copies it. Yeah. So I think it's actually these these companies that pop up in competition, they're an opportunity before they become a threat. So it's an opportunity for Facebook to in, evolve its products, which it has on Reels on Facebook, which is launched. It's just copying these guys. It copied yeah. Snapchat Stories feature and just made it amazing. They're so, not even yeah. the same thing anyway. They're not the same thing. You, we're no. not doing things. We're not running Facebook groups on Snapchat. No, we're not. It's no, and it's yeah. Facebook Marketplace, Facebook groups. Then there's um, you know, it owns WhatsApp that hasn't monetized yet. It owns Instagram. It hasn't monetized. But it, it kind yeah. of has Instagram uh, monetized Instagram with uh, their sponsored posts. It started and, doing well. They yeah, started doing um, what TikTok does, which is like paying their influencers directly for the content. Yeah. Don't you think there's a lot of people that are like, fuck Facebook, I'm on Instagram, that don't even realize yes. Instagram is yeah, 100%. Facebook? So 100%. many people don't even know that. No idea. Almost all of them think that. Like Facebook has three of the most powerful apps with Facebook. Well, Meta has three of the most powerful. They have Facebook, they have Instagram, and they have WhatsApp. Those are, and they Messenger, which you can, if you don't even have Facebook, you can have a messenger and there's so much power just in the messenger app because you have companies yeah. like chatmatic you have yeah. uh, many chats and all yeah. these things that use ch- facebook yeah, messenger it, to it, connect it, with people and if you think for a ford, second i'm gonna go buy a jaguar and it's like uh ford made jaguar they own yeah <laughs> if you think for a second that um that uh tiktok and these other competitors are not going to have privacy problems with all the shit of course they are they're going to get sued. They're going to get the same shit. It's a regulation across a, an industry. You can't escape it. So I just think, yeah, 
There was a lot of talk about banning TikTok in the U.S. Even Biden was talking about that. It wasn't just the Trump thing. Because they they did a study on it, and they said TikTok is the most intrusive app they've ever seen of Mm. any app ever created, meaning like all the data it collects from from people and uh, how it was accessing iPhones, notepads, and all the shit that it, it was very shady stuff. Yeah. But I also see if you've been on TikTok before, if I get on TikTok, it's got the most horrific human beings on it. Like if you do a post on TikTok, you get fucking raped. Like haters beyond haters. I don't haters. I don't, I don't, I've never used it. So but. You don't even get that on the others. Like Facebook's actually done a really good job of actually policing. They're doing even a better job now of policing the, the wankers. Like you can't just say it, it's getting better. I just. It's going to take well, time before they get to the point where they can figure out hate speech and all that and yeah. take that down. It's only a matter of time, but it has to learn. The, their algorithm needs to learn. The AI needs to yeah. learn what's hate and what's not. And even though there's studies that have come out that's saying that Facebook promotes those high controversial posts, it's because the AI isn't learning that this may not be the best thing for human interaction. You know, like yeah. they're just looking for interaction, period. Not yeah. You know what's, what's, what's funny bad. about TikTok? You know what's funny about TikTok in the US and TikTok in China? So in China, they like limit the kids' usage there, where they can only watch at certain hours of the day, and, and they also push educational, type. Yeah. educational videos, science, like sports, uh, sporting achievements, engineering. And in the U.S., we have like fucking idiots dancing on a pole or like twerking hey, or stripper eating, talk you know, is like, a good place yeah. for us. Okay, it's don't like, diss on like, stripper talk. Stripper talk. It's just, we are, it's like, God, we are becoming so ridiculous <laughs> as a society. Yeah. I don't know. Right. But. Oh, look, I'm, if anyone's uh, scared about investing in China, I think it's the only place at the moment with any value. That's where I would be, China. There's some great businesses there you can invest in. Are you but a Chinese not, spy? Are you? He's no, not, but I, I'm just going to also roll in some United States opportunities. I think that in the States, um, you know, like Facebook's really good. Um, there's some other opportunities there i think as well in like mastercard looks pretty reasonably priced again like there's have a look this it's not too bad um and i think if nothing else you can always buy the index but i think facebook is like one of the best opportunities in the last few years yeah so i agree if you couldn't get facebook when it first jumped now is a perfect time to get into it because it will be around for another at least 30 years it's another i gotta say the backlash to Facebook stock dropping was so much more than I thought it was going to be. Like, I really thought it was going to rebound pretty quickly. And I was like, oh, this is just an overreaction. And people, there's a lot of Facebook hate. It's, yeah, I'm actually really surprised how many people think it's over for Facebook. But they, I, I just think, yeah, you're right. I just think they're so naive because I actually think it's more of a business platform than anything. I, I think don't... it's just people hoping it's over for Facebook. Of course, of course. Yeah. They, they love the drama of it all. Like because oh, they don't like Mark Zuckerberg. People don't like he's not a very likable. Themselves. It's themselves. They don't like how they are. They show up on the platform. Wherever you go, there you are. They'll go to Telegram and be the same wankers that they were on flipping Facebook. It's not the platform's fault. It's them. And then hey, so people hate successful people because they're yeah, you know, jealous. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, I think these are the types of questions you've got to ask yourself before you go into a big position is what's this is before I, I've got to get to this other thing, but this is really yeah. interesting for people who are serious about investing. Ready? There's this book out there called um, The Signal Through the Noise. But what you've got to learn to do is look for signals and not noise. 
And that's why if you go to the numbers and you go and do your research on the company and you look for signals and you forget about the noise, that's how you make a shit ton of money. And too many people, I'd say 99% of them, are just noise, 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 noise. BIE structure, fucking Russian war, blah, 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 that's noise. There is companies out there producing shit tons of cash that you can get for cheap, and that's how you become wealthy. So learn to follow the signal, not the noise. Especially on days when the market drops like 4%. You know? totally. it's like, yeah, Russian yeah. oil embargoes, shit like that, yeah. Definitely. Those days I keep throwing money into the, into like my index and just – I just keep dropping money. Good. Uh, smart players, but, smart players. And then I'll get it. Yeah, yeah. All right, man. Thanks a lot. <laughs> thanks for thanks. Thanks for having me again. I love I was, wish I could just keep talking on here with you guys, but I'll see you next you, week. You have to go do another master class on teaching your people how to make money and that and your you know, 40, 50,000 yeah. people in that group. I'm, no, I have to go do that now. But anyway, so. the, the, Tony's got a good question there. What's your thoughts on oil? See you later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Lloyd's <laughs> bouncing at the top. Tough question. Right. Smart man. Yeah. Uh, we're not going anywhere yet. We still got about ten minutes. Lloyd's just because uh, he's a businessman, like he said, he's running two two successful businesses, and he has a one of them is a one of them is a master class where he helps people uh, become millionaire investing through micro investing. And uh, I will be updating the links in the show notes so that you guys can try and join over. But if you want, go over to LloydJRoss.com. That's his website. And you guys too can uh, invest in that. Get his book called Money Grows on Trees. Subscribe to his podcast, Money Grows on Trees, the podcast. It's amazing. I promise you uh, it's one of the best things. Make sure if you're subscribing on Apple, there's two of them. Make sure you see the most recent episode that dropped it with the date being the closest one to you. It drops every Monday. So that's really important to be uh, checking out but on spotify if there's only one uh we're working on getting it re- the old one removed in our archive so that that doesn't show up anymore but Tony, let's go with uh we have some uh questions here uh what chinese stock oh no that's that's for lloyd we'll save that for next week um what's your thought on oil uh oil is very cyclical it's not something you're going to stay invested in forever it's not like a buy and hold uh i mean we just saw was it maybe a year or two ago oil was trading negative per barrel i mean we're looking at like what was it like negative 30 dollars per barrel it was like ridiculous there was essentially so much oil that no one wanted to buy it (laughs) and then now it's like we can't have enough oil oil is 150 dollars a barrel oh my god that's the end of the world we need more oil so and oil prices are skyrocketing so it's one of those things where you have to you have to kind of invest with the momentum of what's happening and get in and out. It's not something you're going to stay in. You could probably pull up a chart of uh, I don't know what is it USO like an oil. Uh, I think it's USO ETF. Second here. It's like a it's like an oil ETF. Um, oil. United States oil. ETF. ETF, and it's oh. actually down like eighty six percent all time. So, and this year it's up 72%. So USO. So it's not some, yeah. USO is United States oil ETF. Oh, pulling it up. Right now it's trading uh, at 75.4. Yeah, but if you click on like the all-time returns of that fund, it's down like, uh, like 90, 86%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll so, bring it up on screen for people to see. Give me a second here. My camera's kind of in the way. There we go. So this is yeah, uh, you can look at like uh, you can look at like Exxon or 
um, Chevron or, you know, some of the other big oil companies. But the thing to remember too, is even these oil companies are shifting away from oil. They're investing into renewable energies and solar power and wind. And um, they're, they're all like changing their, their strategy in preparation for the future could mm -hmm. be a very long time, but um you're investing in an individual company like Exxon, like I said, or maybe like Chevron or something like that, uh, then they pay good dividends. There, I, I, I think Exxon pays a pretty good dividend. It's like a four and a half percent yield, if I remember correctly. So, um, you know, if you're in it for dividend income, that's pretty good. But I just think it's a it's a cyclical business. Uh, I wouldn't invest in an ETF for this. I would just pick like a, a really profitable company like Exxon. We could probably pull up Exxon charts. I'm not really sure what, what they're trading at right now, but. Give me a second. X Exxon. Uh, 82.79. Uh, yeah. They're pretty much, they're positive over 2,000%. Yeah. Yeah, they've had a really, they've had a great year, but over the last five years, if you look at them, they're pretty flat. I mean, it's gained 1%, 1.5% percent, percent in the last yeah. five years. In the last five so, years, they've been flat. That's what I mean. They had huge gains. If you look at their chart, if you look at their chart all time, it's ridiculous. It's like 21,000%. But yeah. if you also go back to 2007, they've basically done nothing since then. I mean, they're, it's been what, 14, 15 years, and they're just up and down, up and down, up and down. Because oil is cyclical. Oil yeah. is just con the price of oil is constantly changing. So, based on what's happening in, in the uh, economy. So, it, like I said, if you want to invest in these companies for, for dividends, uh, for passive income, then that's not a bad idea. But if you're looking for like massive growth, you're probably not going to see it unless uh, for some reason oil just keeps skyrocketing and we become more dependent on oil again. But I don't think that's going to happen. It seems like we're kind of trending away from that. And even these companies know that they're investing in re more renewable energy as well. So hmm. I think it's going to be a long shift away. Obviously, we're not going to just not need oil, you know, in the next five years. It's going to take a long time. But um I just, I don't invest in sectors. It's just too risky. Sectors are, are too up and down and cyclical with what's happening with the economy. I just stick with the S&P 500 or VTI or, you know, uh, market indexes like that. So, but I wouldn't, I, like I said, my final point is I wouldn't be, begrudge or be against anybody buying these companies if they want to make some dividend income. Because it's a good, they are really solid dependable dividend paying stocks. I mean, some of these oil companies are, are in the dividend aristocrats, meaning they've paid for like 25 years in a row without a cut. So that's pretty impressive. That is impressive. Yeah. Uh, we're, yeah. we're coming up to the, the end of the show. Do you have any final notes or do you want to just jump into where people can find you? No, I think that's it. Um, Stock Bros podcast. Uh, check out my course. It's doing really well. A lot of good feedback and for those of you that actually bought my course in the past i'm adding more chapters soon uh, about things that are happening right now and um there's gonna be a lot more resources to it so if you bought it 
anytime I add something to it, you're going to get automatically free. So, nice. That's always yeah. good. Yeah. And so uh, yeah, I'm going to shout out Lloyd because he's not here to do it. But yeah. again, uh, the star, uh, his podcast called Money Grows on Trees. Uh, I can tell you right now, 100%, what he talks about in the podcast and his book that he he sells will help you um, create an, a side hustle so that you can use that money to invest and it will to increase your financial IQ as well as the Stock Bros podcast. That's a, a no-brainer, obviously, in this one as well. But Lloyd's podcast is helping you create uh, a an income that you can have on the side that then you can use to invest in the companies that or the sectors or the ETFs that we have suggested on this podcast because they're proven over long term and it's less um, guesswork and it's just easy money to grow over long term. And of course, you can find me over at Invest in Yourself, the digital entrepreneur podcast where I interview digital entrepreneurs uh, six, seven-figure entrepreneurs who have made their living online. So they started out as, as a side hustle, and now it's their main business. So you guys can check out that. And if you're looking to start a podcast, uh, go to feelbetterinc.com. I'll be more than happy to uh, give you guys some advice on starting a podcast and that. Um, with that said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you again. We got, oh, look at all this. We got, like, thank guys, great discussion. Uh, yeah. yeah. Great show. Thank you, guys. Great show. Love seeing this. How's the baby? Oh, yeah. Tony, how's the baby? He's good. Uh, he's he's doing great. He's nine weeks old now. Crazy how Jesus. fast that went by. I remember uh, joining the, the podcast briefly when we were in the hospital. Yes, you, know? you, you did. So and it was it nice seems to like see yesterday. It seems like it yesterday. It's yeah. insane. Ladies and gentlemen, that's us for Stock Dirty To Me. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure you like and subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple. Help us get those numbers up so more people can learn about investing and becoming wiser. And with that, smart investing. We need a sign-off. We have to figure out a sign-off. Smart investing? We'll, Good investing? we'll do a poll. We'll do a poll. We'll do a poll. Yeah, well, yeah. since the poll worked last time making this great name, we'll do a poll with how we're going to sign <laughs> off. Uh, but guys, thank you again for showing up and uh, have a great day.